This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. I'm Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Chicago legend, Chicago ambassador, Chicago's finest. At least that's what I call him. But whenever this city calls, Common no doubt shows up for his people. A Chicago-born rapper, actor, activist, and author proudly hails from Avalon Park on the South Side. And he's represented the community on some of the biggest global stages for decades. But when the shows stop and the lights are off, it's time for the superstar to take a beat and focus inward. In his new book, And Then We Rise, a guide to loving and taking care of self, Common reminds us that good health is a right of ours. And in over 200 pages, he's helping us reclaim that power. Now, Common stopped by the studio, and I started by asking him to sum up the feeling of being back in Chicago on a clear January morning, in good health, surrounded by love, with his book tour in full swing. I'm really taking in moments like this and really being grateful because I know the the travel and the journeys, the travels and the journeys that it's taken to get to places of, of joy and happiness, to be surrounded by love, and also just to be grateful for a peak of the sun or even when the clouds are there, mm-hmm. still being in gratitude has is, is been something that I've really been embracing more. Um, and, you know, I used to want every day to be sunny, but, I, you know, at a certain point in life as you grow, you understand that those other days are not just necessary, but that's just part of how seasons go and how life is. So, um, you know, when the sun peaks out, I thank God for the sun, and I thank God for the sun when when it's cloudy and it's raining. And it's, yeah. And so, and I'm just grateful to be here with you, um, and grateful to be promoting this book. This book means a lot to me to be able to share this this information yeah. with people. You're back in Chicago. The South Side we know is deep in your heart and soul, right? Yes. What do you miss most about those early days when you think back? Well, I mean, I want to acknowledge that all of Chicago is in my heart. South Side is like, you know, where I obviously have come from. But Chicago is such a, a catalyst and such a, a big figure in who I am. And it always is with me no matter what I do because of the things that it is, the seeds that it planted and what it's nurtured and cultivated and and harvesting me like I lived here mm-hmm. till I was 27 years old and that was a lot of important things that it that it shaped 
implanted in me. So I miss, what I do miss is just the people, like being around people who are just down to earth, salt of the earth, good, good natured people, but still like are progressive in their own ways and, yeah. and have a city thing to them too, like this, I don't know, it's a warmth about Chicago people. I, I miss that most, um, but I, I get it. I come home. <laughs> well, you know, to that end, you've said in the past you feel a responsibility to be a voice for the people of Chicago and, and to represent that humanity that you just you just talked about. Because as we know, many people outside of here, they hear about Chicago through violence, right? And they miss out on the stories about the human beings yeah. that live here. For you, did that sense of responsibility that you feel to Chicago, did, did it increase or, or decrease as you've gotten older and more established in this industry that, like, I would say, swept you away from Chicago? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was, for me to leave Chicago was a big thing, but it was a life choice that I, for me to have, actually have a career and to expand my career. And the the more I lived outside of Chicago, the more I feel like I owe it. I owe, it's my duty um, to bring whatever, like, access and information, love, resources, mm -hmm. opportunity, opportunities, and that's the things that I've done that are rooted here in Chicago, where the Common Ground Foundation, which has been, you know, so impactful for young people on the south side, and really, we got students from all over. Um, it that that means a lot to me. That's like my way of bringing access to young people. Right. Aim the school we started. That's a charter school on the south side, not less than two miles from where I'm from. I know how much arts has meant to me. Like mm -hmm. being able to express myself in art. I know what meditation means to me. So for me to be able to bring that to kids in a school growing up where I grew up, I'm, I feel like I'm giving them a chance to to start earlier in their own self-empowerment and self-love yeah. and bring them back to their communities. Um, so I, oh, I, I do, Sasha, feel that I, at the, when I'm away, I owe it to bring it. I mean, I, I keep using this phrase, but it's the Harriet Tubman theory to me where it's like, man, I've been had a chance to be free in many areas. Mm -hmm. So how can I bring that freedom to our city? Yeah, and and that's these are ways that I do it. This book is, you know, and then we rise is a, is truly a way that I feel like I can do it. Yeah, and we'll we'll dive into the book in a second. But I'm, I'm glad you mentioned AIM because I don't know how much you've been paying attention to local news, but the future of charter schools yeah. has really been a, a, a hot topic lately. I know that you recently pressed the Board of Education to renew the contract yes. for Art in Motion. Um, and that was before last week's board meeting where members ended up deciding to approve a four-year renewal for charters instead of a 10-year renewal. So I'd be curious to hear your reaction to that decision. Well, I mean, I, have to res I respect what the board's decisions are. Um, and I know that I, I do believe that the Board of Education and, our, and our, some of our leaders that are there, they really care about doing what's best for our young people. So them assessing each school and, and making sure it's doing right by the community, I don't have a problem with that. For me, it's like I'm a person like that feels that says, okay, if if I have to take this test every year, 
that just means that I'm, I will do it yeah. because I'm committed to the to the cause and to the vision. So whatever we need to do to, to show and prove that we are about building our young people in our communities and which in, in turn is building our communities and bringing light and joy to, to, to people. And, and, and we, we know that we're not perfect, you know, like we are evolving and growing too, but the, the knowledge is there. The passion is there. The love is there. The resources are, are, consistently starting to flow mm -hmm. and yeah and, and the intelligence and, the, and the, the leadership is there so yeah I feel good I, I mean and I'm praying and, and believing for all the other schools that that can bring whether it's public schools like I'm not a I'm not a person that functions like okay man if I'm doing grassroots movement movement work like if I was doing work with Asada's Daughters or, or Chicago Cred that doesn't mean I can't get into political work. Right. So that for me, it's like I support the public schools and and charter schools. If we're doing right by our young people, it's like I'm, I'm not into that political thing. That's yeah. why I never, people ask me would I ever run for office. I'm like, would no, you? No, I don't. I mean, you know, I say no right now. I, I definitely don't think that that's something that I would truly want to give myself, like not, that I wouldn't want to give myself to the to the betterment of the people, but I think I wouldn't want to have to deal with the the politics of it, the the things that like because I'm like man, if, if it's like Sasha and I, we if we sitting on two different political from different political parties, but we really both want the same thing, mm -hmm. but because we from different political parties, we won't come together for the betterment of this community or this city. I just can't function like that. Yeah, you, you miss know? out on a lot yeah. with that, for yeah. sure. Let's get into the book. Okay. How do you start your mornings? Tell me about your morning routine. My morning routine, this morning. This morning. This morning. I started by just looking outside and thanking God for the day. I love when light is coming in my room, whatever room I'm sleeping in. I love being awakened by the light. Uh-huh. Um, sometimes it's not like that because you have to set your alarm. But <laughs> but uh, um, I thank God. That's the first thing I do. Yeah. And and then I get into scriptures. It's scriptures that are they just what I live by. Like these different scriptures that I go read. Um, usually a lot of it's from the New Testament, and some is from like <clears throat> excuse me different books in in the Bible. Then. Um, I'll take a quick meditation. Yeah. It's not long, less than two minutes <laughs> of a meditation. And then I'll get, start taking my vitamins and supplements. And if I have time, which I try to make time, that's yeah. what this whole thing is about, making time for yourself. That's the book is about. Then I, I go work out. I got a quick workout in today. Like, Did you? Yeah, quick one, like really quick, but 30 minutes. But I still felt good because... What I'm what I'm talking about in the book is, and in life is like just moving around like a walk is beneficial to your body and mm -hmm. your mind. So if you can't go do an hour workout, okay, that's cool. Like go get twenty minutes in. Get you something can, in. Yeah, get something in. You might even only get five minutes worth of whatever squats, push ups. You something in is going to still be beneficial, and you. It's also just the concept and the philosophy of you doing this for yourself. Mm -hmm. This is not 
for your job. This is not even for your your wife, your your husband, your partner, your children. You like, you got to take care of yourself for your own wellness. For your own wellness. Yeah, you you split the book up into four sections: the food, the body, the mind, the soul. Uh, you share words of wisdom like what we're hearing now. You uh, also share words of wisdom from folks that you admire. Plant-based recipes, juices, workouts. Yeah. I remember when you did that YouTube series during yeah. the pandemic, yes. right, of, of your workouts and posted some of those videos on social media. Yeah. Can we call this book an extension of that? This book is definitely an extension. Yeah. This, that, me doing the workouts online and doing the YouTube series that I did, Common Well, and that period is the reason I wrote this book because I had so many people come up to me when I would travel after these workouts, they were on IG Live and, and say, man, I was working out with you. That helped me through the pandemic. And also during the pandemic, I had friends calling me, asking me, yo, what should I take? Like, what what, what can I take? Because we all were really aware of our health at that yeah. time. And like, I mean, but how did you become that guy, that go-to? Well, I think I they just noticed by observation the way I was taking care of myself. It was never like I was like sitting there trying to preach, do this, or like, hey, I'm the authority on health and wellness. You know? right. It was just more like, okay, they seen it, it'd be conversations at dinner where they like, well, you know, I only eat beef beef three times a day. They, you know, they would talk to me about their diet because they see me eating a certain way. Mm -hmm. So it was really, truly just an example, just me being an example. I never wanted to be like, yo, you should be a vegan or you should... Dude, you gotta like read the Bible and do this. Like it's just to me, it's it's truly about you, f me finding what worked for me and yeah. living it. And if and if I can share it and, and drop gems, as we say in hip hop, yeah. drop some gems on them, then I'm gonna drop some gems. And and I think my friends just noticed that. And and that's why it was important for me, Sasha, in this book to to. Go to the leaders that I've learned from. Right. Go to the people like Dr. Tracy Rico is an integrative doctor who studied Western medicine, also studied Eastern medicine. I would rather you get the information from her. As I tell you my journey on what she's done for me and things I know, I'd rather you get that information from her. Right. I'd rather you get the information from Yancey, who's the trainer who I talk about and I've trained with for a while. And he tells me about the mental aspects of working out too and and you know have it in him put in a workout in my book mm. and I, I think it's all it all works together because you i mean obviously you're pretty influential yourself coming right. so you plus all these experts it, it makes for a great recipe here i mean you truly started to take care of your health you you cut out certain foods especially some of the stuff you grew up eating right yeah. here in Chicago. Yes. I'm talking about barbecue. Yes. Harold's. Yes. Right? Yes. yes. <laughs> bacon. Yeah, bacon, which I, I Was loved. that hard? It was very hard. It was hard. Um, and, you know, it's, you know, I, I want to make sure, I, like, these businesses <laughs> don't feel like... <laughs> oh, they'll still thrive. Yeah, yeah they're going to thrive. But, I mean, like, they, I, I want them to know that I'm not like, yo, y'all the worst things that ever happened in life. Because I loved... <laughs> I loved Harold's chicken and I loved Leon's barbecue, you know, and I I would put a whole pack of bacon in the microwave, <laughs> <laughs> which I know is not good for yeah. me. But, but, you know, I just started to notice the difference. And it was because of hip hop that I even 
was aware of like, wait, what do you mean vegetarian? What is that? Because that was a word that I never even heard growing up until hip hop. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, I can't remember anybody in my circle or like at my school or any of my mother's friends that were like, I'm, ve- I'm vegetarian. We just ate foods that we loved mm-hmm. and, you know, could afford. And so when I heard that, I, I had, it piqued my interest. And then eventually, as I said, man, I wanted to be better. I was at a point in my life where I was like, okay, I'm releasing this music, my first album. Mm-hmm. I really want to achieve in this field. And what can I do to be better? It's, it's you know... I'm going, I'm going to veer off into basketball. Like LeBron James and Kobe Bryant are two players and Michael Jordan, three players that we all like say, okay, all-time greats. You right. know, no matter what. Cream of the crop. Cream of the crop. They all worked like extra hard. You hear stories about Kobe going to shoot, God bless his soul, at 2 in the morning, 2 a.m. You hear stories about how LeBron takes care of his body. You hear about Michael's mentality. Now, what if us non-athletes even though I consider myself somewhat an athlete. I mean, you play ball. Yeah, I play ball. You get down. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, But just apply that work towards ourselves, like that type of work. The people that we look up to and admire, the work they put in towards their craft, what if we put that in on ourselves? And Mm -hmm. that's what that became for me was like, man, I need to put this work in on me too Mm -hmm. because as dope of a rapper as I want to be, I want to be a dope rapper but if I'm not good as a person, I would never be as dope as I can be. So that's yeah. what, that's where that came from. And um, and I think it's all in balance, too. Everything in moderation. Yeah. From listening to you talk over the years, following your career, after reading this new book, I would say that you are part of that majority of black and brown people who kind of took our time when it yeah. comes to seeking therapy. Yes. Right. You write about this in the book. What was the moment? Do you remember what initially pushed you to say, I need to get me a therapist? Well, I was, um, I was actually, I was going through like one of the, the most difficult breakups I had in life, um, relationship breakups. Mm-hmm. And I was really trying to figure out what else was out there for me, like musically or creatively. And I just was going through, you know, acting classes and, and doing things that um, were helpful. And I, and at one point, ironically enough, I was looking to buy some property. And the person who was I was buying property from, um, the realtor, she was also a therapist, a, a licensed therapist. Wow, okay. And so while we were looking at these places, I would talk to her about what was going on in my life. And she would just, you know listen and give me great responses and I was like she was like we should have a session at some point because I know I hear where you are Mm -hmm. and I and I decided to do it and I felt I felt a change a shift in me was it immediate yes yes it was like I knew I crossed the threshold because I was talking to someone because I during the same time which was a dark time for me I was talking to my aunt and she was giving me a lot of good advice and my cousin, God bless his soul, he was, you know, there for me. Our family was there for me. Mm -hmm. Friends were telling me, but it was that conversation with that therapist that I crossed the threshold and I was like, oh, I'm understanding what I'm doing to myself right now. 
like why I'm not not getting out of this cycle that I'm in and why I'm thinking less of myself. She was able to identify those things and make it clear to me. And, you know, when things get clear, it's like, you know, I, re- I read a lot of different self-help books. I love self-help yeah, books. Yeah, me right? too. Yeah. So, I'm a sucker for a good self-help yeah, book. Exactly. So, <laughs> so, but certain ones just make it clear and they speak to you. Right. She, she was able to speak to me in a way that I it really resonated. And this I, might have been the first time you realized the, the true meaning of self-care. That that truly was. It, there was the time I first realized the true meaning of self-care and self-love because mm. I had the the love where it was like, yo, I'm dope, and check me out. Now, man, hey, you like this? You know, like that kind of love, like where it's like you kind of search, searching for love. And I was receiving love from my mother and loved ones, and but it still was like a a, a looking a search for approval and and almost also willing to dim my light around other people mm-hmm. type of thing. And that moment in that area, 2000. Three, and and being with that therapist, she like helped me on my quest, and that was the breakthrough for me. Being like, let me truly love myself. Mm. Like, what does that really mean? I love that. Like, and, and how can I do that in relationships with my with my mother, with relationships with my friends? When I'm in, you've talked about setting boundaries, yeah, uncomfortable boundaries. Yes, that is with. Your parents? With parents, I mean, it's important. And I, and I respect even when my daughter sets boundaries with me because it's like... What does that feel like, getting it back yeah. as a dad? <laughs> you know, you, you know. first of all, my whole male ego I got to work <laughs> on too. But then it's like, you know, her setting boundaries and being like, yo, this is the time and space I need. Yeah. I actually understand it because I, I really needed to, to know. Like, I... I I'm a person that appreciates my solitude, being able to be alone when I need it. And now I know how to say it. Or say, hey, mind, like, I understand you love me, you care for me, you're doing this and saying this because you care, but this is what I want to do for myself. Yeah. And whether it, it ends up being the worst decision I made or the best, let me make it for myself because it's part of my journey. Yeah. So. I love that. Yeah. I, I You know, I started to learn those things. And, you know, these are things that, you evolve with, you grow and practice, start practicing. And it's like, you know, just because you say I'm going to set boundaries don't mean you do it all the time. I was. It takes time. It takes time. I was at a, at this resort in Arizona, and I was doing this. They, they have, like, this horse therapy thing where you walk with the horses, and the therapists teach, you know, you learn about yourself. And it's really a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And the woman was, like, talking to me, saying, why aren't you, why are you allowing the horse to push you? And I was like, well, I was just trying to get it to do what we said we wanted the horse to do. And she was like, but you don't want to be pushed, do you? And I was like, no, I don't. And she was like, this is an example of what you allow yourself to do in life. Sometimes you let people push you. And I was like, wow. Yeah. You know, it was, it was kind of, it had Eye-opening. some depth. Yeah, yeah. some depth. And that, and that wasn't long ago. So my, my point is, it's work. You go. It's a practice that you just have to continue to to do and yeah. work on. I got to touch on the elephant in the room while you're here. Yeah, it's perhaps the reason why you're glowing today. <laughs> what? Because it's green juice. Not the green juice. <laughs> I want to congratulate you on what sounds like a beautiful relationship with Jennifer Hudson. Oh uh, yeah. 
How much of, of what you would say makes the two of you work well together, aside from her amazing success and her inner and outer beauty, is the fact that she's also from Chicago? Well, Jennifer, for sure, is just a special, special human being. And being from Chicago, I think she and I both possess that humility and a humanity that you just, I like seeing in people. It's mm -hmm. what I grew up around and it's home. And I love when people are like that. They treat other human beings with respect. They honor and treat people. And it's not like neither one of us are perfect. Like we just holier than now, but it's like the true nature of a person and intention and heart is to, to treat others with love and respect. Mm -hmm. And also just to bring joy and light to people is something that I know is part of my purpose. And I look at her and see that that's who she is. Um, and just, you know, some things about Chicago realness that I loved about Chicago people that she just has. Um, but I think beyond just it's Chicago is one element that makes her the, the dynamic and beautiful woman that I, that I think is just amazing. But you know, it's beyond that too. Cause every Chicago girl, I ain't just like, Hey, come here, girl. You know, <laughs> so, so, so. Well, you I'm, got a lot of Chicago girls listening right yeah, now. Yeah, my people listen. Wondering if they got a chance. Listen, <laughs> well, listen. I'm, I'm, I'm a happy guy. I'm, you know, in a yeah. committed situation, uh, or not just situation, committed partnership, and um, you know, I respect that. And I, I got look, the Chicago women ain't nothing like Chicago women. I know you, I know you, Jamaica. Uh, you know, you got your roots, but. Chicago women are amazing, and and I gotta say that. But I'm, but the point is, I don't want to only say that it was just her being from Chicago right. that, that makes her as special as she is. But I do think that's a a, a factor, a big a factor. Well, we appreciate you sharing because we know yeah. you you're private when I'm it private. comes to this stuff. Yes. Uh, but before I let you go, I gotta squeeze in the fact that you've got an event this afternoon at the Harold Washington. Library at 5 o'clock, 5 yeah. p.m. You're going to be in conversation with my colleague, WBEZ's Natalie Moore. What are you looking forward to in terms of connecting with folks from Chicago that will be coming out to see you, get copies of the book? Yeah, well, I mean, I love I love these talks, and I'm grateful that Natalie is down doing this because she's such a bright and brilliant, intelligent person. And I know our conversations will be authentic, and we can go places where I, I believe people can receive things that hopefully will be beneficial for their path and journey to wellness and just life. I want, like, I learned at some point, man, when I'm going to sit down and take time to speak, that you got to give the people something that, that they can walk away with that's tangible, that's practical, that's hopefully inspiring. Yeah. You do your best to do that. So I'm really looking forward to, to that and just being around a lot of people I know are going to come and show up. I love that. And I'll be, you know, signing books and just connecting. I love, it's always a blessing to come home and and receive love and give love. Yeah, and we appreciate you stopping by here first. Yes. That's Oscar and Grammy winning artist and actor Common. He's also a New York Times bestselling author. Common's latest book, And Then We Rise, A Guide to Loving and Taking Care of Self, is available now wherever books are sold. Such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank it was you. great talking to you. 
This episode was produced by me and Dan Tucker, who edited the episode along with Brenda Ruiz. If you like the conversation, we'll check out our full catalog of episodes, including our panel discussion about the Chicago connections to Pitchfork and the future of music journalism. That's it for Reset. Thanks for listening. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.